Thanks for joining us for Welcome New Life's Sermon of the Week, where it's all good news. To stay up to date on all of our weekly services and events, please visit us at wnla.church. Please enjoy this week's sermon. We hope it encourages you. As we just saw, we are fresh off of our missions week. We just spent two weeks emphasizing our call to go and be the, the light of the world, represent Christ. Amen. To build the kingdom. Now listen, we are called, you are called, everybody say, I am called to do bigger things than I can do. I'm going to say it again. You are called to do bigger things than you can do. Um, and maybe that doesn't make sense to you. But what about the Lord? Listen, praise the Lord. He won't give you more than you can handle. That's a lie. I tricked you. We love to say that to each other. Oh, the Lord won't give you more than you can handle. Yes, he will. That's a misquotation of Scripture. The Scripture clearly says he won't allow you to be tempted beyond what you can handle. He'll always provide a way out. So that scripture is literally saying there's never a moment where you have to sin, where you have to cave in and say yes to sin. But it's not saying that the Lord won't call you and ask you to do something so much bigger than you could ever handle in all your best efforts on the best day of your life. In fact, the scripture says quite the opposite. You are called to do great and mighty things, greater things than Jesus accomplished on earth are you called to do. I mean, apart from the whole salvation of mankind, as far as the miracles go, as far as the bringing of the kingdom, that's your calling. And you aren't strong enough to do it. Praise the Lord. We love to misquote the Bible to make each other feel good, but that's not what it says. In fact, the Lord will often give us and call us to way more than we can handle. And I want to give you a side note. If you got everything under control and you can handle everything in your life, maybe it's time to step into something new that you can't handle. Because we were never called to accomplish anything on our own. That's why he gave us the Holy Spirit, literally, the spirit that breathed life and raised Christ's dead body back to life dwells in you. It's called the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the power of God unto salvation. This is what is your call. Lord, fill me, baptize me with the Holy Spirit because I can't accomplish what you've asked me to do without the power of the, the dead-raising, life-giving Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. And if I can accomplish everything the Lord calls me to do without the Holy Spirit, I haven't actually figured out what the Lord's called me to do. If I, have, if I don't feel ever uncomfortable in my life, I haven't figured out what it is I need to step into because the Holy Spirit is our comforter because we are going to be uncomfortable. The comforter has come, but if you're, if you're too comfortable, you won't recognize him. Is dead raising, is raising the dead something you can accomplish? No! I can't do it! So then I'm never called to pray to see sick healed or dead raised. That's not true. 
In fact, that's exactly what I'm called to do. The very thing I can't do, the Lord says, now go. Go. And I'm like, I can't do it. He's like, that's a good start. You've recognized it. You need me. You need Jesus. Amen? Or are, are breathing life into dead bones something you can do? No. I'm, I, you're like, no, no, nobody's going to answer now because I tricked you at the first one. You can't breathe life into dead bones. That's why when, the pro, when God asked the prophet, he said, can these dry bones live? The prophet didn't say, sure, let me just go ahead and see what I can do. He said, you alone know, Lord. And then he received his instructions from the Lord. The Lord says, okay, speak to the dry bones and tell them to live. Okay, I'll just obey. That prophet could accomplish nothing on his own, but when stepping in and partnering with the Lord, the dry bones come to life. There's a valley of dry bones in your life that the Lord is calling you to speak into. Maybe that's your workplace. Maybe that's your family that isn't serving the Lord. And the Lord's looking at you and he's saying, can these bones live? And your answer is, well, I'll do my best. Wrong answer. The the right answer is, you alone know, Lord. What can we do? And then he gives you the instructions. Say to these dry bones, live. And when you partner with him, by the power of the Holy Spirit, the dry bones come to life. But when I'm so comfortable doing my own thing and doing my own comfort level, I'll never speak to the dry bones because certainly they can't come to life. They can't according to my flesh. They can't according to my sight. They can only come to life according to my faith in Christ Jesus who rose from the dead and brought all things into restoration. We walk by? We walk by? Not by sight. We walk by faith. We need to step into that new day of faith instead of continuing to walk by sight. We've become very accustomed to walking by sight. And the Lord says, let's go somewhere and do something you can't do. That's an adventure. He's calling you to something amazing. I can do all things through Christ. It doesn't say, I can do all things. You can't do all things. You can do all things through Christ, through him. You have to have that preposition in there or you can't do nothing. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So when I get that, and maybe I don't see it, but I believe it, you're going to start seeing the bones come to life. And you are going to be terrified. That's a a promise. (laughs) When the Lord calls you, you read all these people in Scripture. When the Lord called them to stand before the Pharisees, when he called them to stand before the kings, I guarantee you they were terrified because they knew there was nothing they could do. But that doesn't change the calling. That doesn't change what God is asking you to do. You will need to take courage with you. You got to have it. This month, for the entire month of November, we are in this, we're doing a series called Take Courage. And it's all about the strength that you always have available to you if you choose it. The courage that you always have available to you, despite what you feel, despite what you see, but you have and you get to choose it. It's such a good thing. It is such a good thing because you will never, ever be strong enough brave enough, 
bold enough, talented enough to bring the kingdom of God by yourself. You have to depend and become poor in spirit so that you rely on the Holy Spirit to strengthen you and accomplish these things. That way, at the end of the day, you'll have a crown in your hands. You're like, I didn't do this. Only The Lord did it through me. I'm going to throw it at his feet. He deserves the praise, not me. Wow, look what we accomplished. The Lord accomplished this. It is okay. It's time to get swole, church. You know what get swole means? It means you start to look like me. No. It's time to get swole. It's time to get pumped up and strong in the Lord, not in yourself. Now listen, it is okay to feel weary and tired and weak. In fact, we, we used to have a, at our other church, it was like our senior potluck, and we sang the song, Do You Know My Jesus? It's an old, old uh, song, and it says, have you a heart that's weary? And then it says, but do you know my Jesus? And that's the whole premise of it. It is okay to feel weak. It is okay to feel worn out. It is okay to feel weary. But it's not okay to make decisions based on those feelings. Those things are gifts to you to remind you, oh, I have to go to the source. When you're feeling worn out, tired, weary, discouraged, depressed, these are warning signs saying, hey, get in touch with Jesus. Get in touch. Go back to the source because you don't have an excuse to walk in discouragement and, and weakness. You have constant source of strength and encouragement and joy and unlimitless supply always available to you if you choose it, right? So you don't get in the gym and you're like, oh, I just feel so weak. I can't lift that. That's just way too much weight there today. I can't, I can't do it. That, you may feel like you can't do it. That's when you say, all right, I need a spotter. Holy Spirit, come on. And then you just pump it up. And what you can't lift, he lifts for you. Amen. He's looking for obedience and partnership with people, doesn't matter what you're feeling, but people who will take courage be strong and step in to the calling of bringing the kingdom of God to the planet earth so that all men can come to know and see Jesus Christ. Is that not our calling? Yeah. Isaiah 40 verse 30 says this, even youths will grow weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. All right, wow, okay, you're not alone. You feel weak, tired, exhausted. even youth grow tired and weary. I've seen them, maybe it takes a few more days. I'm not sleeping, but they get there. Even young men will get exhausted, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Strength, courage. Church, look at me. They're always available to you. If you walked in here today feeling weak, and, and weary, you came to the right place. The Word of God is here to strengthen you. The Holy Spirit is here to empower you, comfort you, and give you strength to face what God has asked you to stand in. You will find new strength when you trust in the Lord, when you wait upon the Lord, when you hope in the Lord, when you turn your eyes on Jesus. It's not just a cute saying. Sometimes we sing a song so many times that it just turns into a cliche cute saying. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. We know that one? 
Look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. That's not just a beautiful song. It's true. If I turn my eyes, if I look to the hills where my hope comes from, turn my eyes on Jesus, strength always comes. If I will wait upon him, if I will trust in him, if I'll get swole in Jesus. So if you're weary, if you need encouragement, you do not want to miss a single Sunday this month because this is what we're talking about. And my prayer, and I know that if you will stand on the word, you will walk out of here, head held high, shoulders back, ready to walk in the walk that God's called you to be and encouraged in the Lord. Does that sound good to you? Because over and over the scripture says, and we believed every word of this, right? Over and over it says, take courage, be strong, take heart. Over and over, Jesus says it. Says it all over in the Old Testament. We get to choose it. Burn the ships. Burning the ships takes courage. Because I always like to have my backup plan just in case things don't work out. But the problem is, if I'm called to conquer a new land and I have a way to get out, when the going gets tough, the tough is, are going to get going. But when the going gets tough, if there's no plan B, the tough keep on going forward, not backwards. You are called to go forward, forward. We are called to bring the kingdom. Can I get an amen to that? So we're going to start this week with one of my favorite passages. I know I say that almost every week. But this one is very special to me. We're going to be reading out of Joshua chapter 1. This one has special significance to me for a number of reasons. Uh, One, because I believe it's it's a very prophetic declaration over Wacom New Life in our county, over me personally. When I first uh, stepped in and and became pastor here, Joshua 1 was the verse the Lord just harassed me with in a good way. And, and I just prayed into it. The Lord was saying, you are going to lead these people in, into the promises that, that they've, been, they've been given over these years. 80, 87 years now that this church has been around. And the Lord says, I'm going I'm to use you to lead this church into the promises. And I'm like, okay. And, but it says, now only be strong. Be strong in the Lord. When I first, after that, I started asking all the former pastors that I could get a hold of, what was a significant verse? What was something that the Lord was really speaking to you when you were here? And one of the former pastors sent me a picture of Joshua chapter one. It was anointed with oil. It was all ripping apart. And he's like, I prayed into this almost every single day when I was here in this church. So Joshua one has very profound, profound meaning to me and to us as a church and, uh, and, and I believe it's going to encourage us today. So I'm reading out of, out of a, it's a version called the Tree of Life version. Uh, every year I try to pick a new uh, version of the scripture, different translation. Uh, it just helps me keep my eyes fresh. And this one has just been so much fun. It purposely uh, leaves certain words untranslated because of their significance. Uh, and so there's, there's a few words in here I want to preface that you will hear. You'll be like, what does that mean? Uh, I think we all know what Adonai means. It means the Lord. Uh, you replace Adam, in, uh, in, the, in the Jewish culture, you don't say the word, you don't say God's name, you, you say the Lord, right? Because it's a holy name. So it's, it stays Adonai in the scripture. Uh, the word, instead of the word of God, the word Torah is used. It's the Hebrew word for uh, the word. Uh, and then, of course, there's the word for be strong, and it's one of my favorites, Shazak, all right? Throw up my picture there, Josiah. Shazam, all right? 
Not to be confused with Shazam, it's Shazak. Uh, and it means, it literally means be strong, all right? So whenever we hit that word, Shazak, I want you to picture the lightning hitting you and you being strong, all right? Uh, so that, that's what we're gonna do here, Joshua chapter one. Let's jump into it. I'm gonna start with, uh, ch- with verses one through nine and then we'll keep going, all right? It says this, Now it came about after the death of Moses, the servant of Adonai, that Adonai spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aide, saying, My servant Moses is dead. So now arise, you and all these people, cross over this Jordan to the land that I am giving them, to Beni Yisrael, every place on which the sole of your foot treads I am giving you, as I spoke to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon to the great river, the Euphrates River, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea toward the setting of the sun will be your territory. I love this, verse 5. No one will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. What an amazing promise that is. How many want to just receive that promise? No one will be able to stand against you uh, all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Shazak! Yes! Be strong, for you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be very strong and resolute to observe diligently the Torah, which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, so you may be successful wherever you go. This book of the Torah should not depart from your mouth. You are to meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. For then you will make your ways prosperous, and you will be successful. Have I not commanded you? Shazak! Be strong! Do not be terrified or dismayed, for Adonai, your God, is with you wherever you go. Say amen to the scripture. All right, a few things I need to point out here. Number one, Joshua is receiving a promise and a command, okay? The Lord is promising Joshua. We love promises. I love underlining the promises in the word. Oh, I love it. Oh, you'll be with me wherever I go. No one will stand against you. All oh, the days of your life, you'll oh, bless. Oh, yes, underline, underline, underline. That's, that's the promise given to Joshua. But then God gives him a command. He says, only Shazak. He's telling him, this is your part of the deal. Be strong. Notice something here. He doesn't say, I'm going to be with you wherever you go. I'll make you strong. He says, I'll be with you wherever you go. No one will stand against you. You be strong. He's putting the ownership of standing in strength and courage on Joshua. Not on Joshua's feelings. He's putting it on him. I'm always going to be with you. That's the promise. Now, you're part of the deal. Be very strong and resolute. Do not be moved. Stand strong. That's the part that we are called to be. I mentioned last week, we have to stop being moved, so moved by our feelings that they determine our actions. The Lord is with you. The Lord has promised amazing things to his children. That's you. That's me. And then he says, but be Strong, be of good cheer, take courage. All of these things are verbs and actions for you to do. And strength and courage aren't feelings, they're choices. Because when the giant stands, everything in you will scream run. 
everything in, it, it is the fight or flight. It is, it is the emotion of fear. You will experience the emotion of fear. Only be strong in the midst of it. Stand then with the full armor of God. If it was all, you're just going to always feel great. You wouldn't even need the armor. Having done anything, everything to stand, stand. Be strong. This is the command to Joshua. Only be strong. Okay? So then Joshua, I just want to read quickly here. Joshua turns to the people and he's like, this is what we're going to do. And imagine this. Moses, this is, you're following in the footsteps of Moses. This guy literally parted the sea. This guy, he led through all the plagues of Egypt. This guy, I mean, yeah, he started out as a nothing too, but he became, like, in the eyes of Israel, this is Moses. Imagine taking over for Moses. And I'm just Joshua. I, I mean, I've been here and I'm here to serve. I'm here to serve. That's all I want to do. And God says, now it's your turn. I'm going to lead, you're going to lead these people. Me? I'm just Joshua. I'm no Moses. Only be strong. Believe what I'm telling you. I'm going to lead you to, to take the inheritance, to lead these people where I've called them. Step up. Only be strong. And so Joshua, of course, says yes, and he turns to the people and he says, okay, guys, this is what the Lord's told us to do. We're going to go do this, this, and this. And this is their response. The people's response is found, uh, we're going to read verse 16, so we're skipping down, and it says this. Then they answered Joshua, saying, all that you have commanded us, we will do, and wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we obeyed Moses in all things, so we will obey you. Only may Adonai, your God, be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your command does not obey your words. In all that you command him, he will be put to death. And listen to their last word. Only be strong and courageous. Here's their response. Listen, Joshua, we're with you. We will follow you. We'll do all that. In fact, we'll put anyone to death who doesn't obey you. But please be strong. I almost sense the imploring of them. Please lead us strong. Be courageous. Stand, and they're, they're repeating the very thing that God told Joshua. Only be strong. Shazak. And I believe this is our calling as well. We're not all called to lead huge numbers of people, but we are all called to leadership in the kingdom, even if that's just leading myself out of somewhere. Even if that's just leading my family, those are not small callings. But we are all called to the generation in which we were born. And we are called to lead into what? The promised land through Jesus Christ. Only be strong and courageous. Shazak. Don't listen to the feelings that tell you to run. Shazak. Be strong, parents. Be strong, leaders. Only be strong. But I feel so weakless, weak and helpless, Pastor. That is a great place to start. Recognize that. Acknowledge it. I feel weak and helpless. That's a beautiful place to start. Because as Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians, in our weakness, he's made strong. So whenever I feel weak, it's like, yes, I finally found the strength of God. So I'm feeling weak. That's not an excuse to give up and quit and stop moving forward. It's the perfect place to say, oh, great. I found where God's strength will begin in me. Let's go. And I'm saying it like I'm excited about it, but it's more like this. I found where his strength. Okay, let's go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step and I'm going to do it. Even if I'm afraid, even if I feel discouraged, even if I feel weary, I'm going to be 
strong. I get to choose it. So how do we do it? How do we get swole? How do we be strong? Do I take the staff and say my name? No, that's from Shazam. Right? Shazam. Maybe I'm the only superhero nerd here. Shazam would say, Shazam! And he'd get struck with lightning and he'd become a superhero, right? So just saying the word Shazak doesn't, doesn't quite turn you into the superhero But in some ways it does, because we know that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are? There is power in the name of Jesus. If all you can do is cry out, Jesus, I need you. That's a great place to be. You are so scared. Jesus, just start calling out his name and keep moving forward into the calling, into the thing you're afraid of, facing boldly the thing that has come against you because you are called to be more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. You're not called to be a comforter sitting on the sidelines. You're called to be strong and very courageous because the kingdom must come. And as I've told you before, you're here, you're still breathing on planet Earth, which means there's still purpose for you to stand courageously in. If he were done with you, you'd be gone. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. So let's get practical. How do I, how do I strengthen myself? How do I become strong in the Lord? Well, we've covered it in a few ways. We look to the hills where my help comes from. I turn my eyes on Jesus. I have to turn my eyes to the right place. And now it has to be, my heart is where I have to tilt it. I have to go to the source. If I don't continually go to the word, go to prayer, I am going to feel weak and I'm going to stand in weakness. Turn your eyes on Jesus. Wait upon the Lord. Listen, there is only one place to be strong and receive strength, and that is in the presence of the Lord. Okay, the presence of the Lord is the key here. The presence of the Lord in the word, praising his name. That's where you find the shelter, the strong tower. And this is why praise is a lot more than a Sunday morning song set. In fact, all we're doing is providing you a tool to enter into praise, and that's your decision. We're giving you words to say that are out of Scripture, that focus you on Jesus, that turn you in, that, that start, make you help start confessing the good things that the Scripture says, who God is. That, that confession is praise. But it's, only, it's not praise if I'm just reciting it. It's not like an incantation or a magic word. It only has power when I turn my heart with it and I say, okay, I love you, Lord, and I live my voice. I love you, Lord. I do love you. I do love you. I don't feel it right now, but I do. Why are you downcast, my soul? Put your hope in God. That's praise. It can happen here, and we love doing that here on a Sunday when we're singing those songs, but it has to happen in your life on a daily basis. I've got to praise the Lord, or I will not be strong. I get to choose to be strong. How do I do it? I praise the Lord. I confess his name on my lips. I receive strength in praise. The Lord didn't just have us praise because he needed an ego trip. He knew you needed to go to the source. So he's like, praise, sing my praise, speak my praise, read my word, confess the name of Jesus. Why? Does he need some sort of ego trip? No, he needs you to be strong. Because he chose you and I to bring the kingdom. 
And he knew you were going to be terrified. And he delights in calling you to missions and things well beyond your capabilities and giftings. And the only strength, the only source, the only shazak that I can find is when I praise the Lord and when I confess his word and his name. I'm telling you, church, this isn't just fancy talk. It is the 100% truth. Psalm 100 verse 4 says, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks and praise his name. There is an invitation when I praise his name. And again, it's not just about saying something. It's about turning my heart and, and, and confessing that, engaging my mind, engaging my heart. Lord, I praise your name. I love you, Jesus. In fact, every morning when I, I, I like to journal my prayers and I start with this, Lord, I love you. No matter what I feel, I start that, Lord, I love you. And if I, if I don't mean it, I'm like, Lord, I love you. And I just, I just keep, I keep reminding myself, I love the Lord. Lord, I turn my thoughts and my eyes and my heart to you. And my feelings start to obey what my faith is commanding of it. And I start to find the strength for the day. I start to find the strength for the calling when I enter his courts with thanksgiving. When I enter his courts with praise. Oh, Lord, you are good. You feel weak. You feel dis desperate. Dis you feel despair, hopelessness. That's okay. Start to confess who Jesus is. Amen. Be strong. Shazak, it's time. Because the Lord has never called you to a season of despair. You don't believe me. You don't know what my month and year have been like, Pastor. The Lord's never called you to a season of despair. He's called you to a hope. He's called you to a strength that you know not of. Yes, he loves to walk with you, and you will experience some despair, but you confess in the opposite. And yay, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. i got to remind myself of that. You are called to great things. You are going to face huge obstacles. This is why you need mountain-moving faith. If you can say, if anyone who has faith of a, mountain, of a mustard seed will say to this mountain, go throw yourself in the ocean, it will be moved. This is the word of God. This is who we serve. Be strong. Joshua's out there. You're all Joshua's. Be strong. Listen, only be strong. Do it. Shazak, take strength, take courage, enter his courts. I'm feeling weak. Now you need to take the time to enter his courts with thanksgiving. Psalm 27, excuse me, 24 verse 7 takes it one step further. And I'm going to read this out of the Amplified. I love this. It says this. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates, and lift them up, ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is he then, this king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory who rules over all creation with his heavenly army. Selah. There's a divine invitation. When I say, turn my eyes on Jesus, look to the hills. 
There is a divine, there is a prophetic invitation when I lift my head and start saying, I love you, Lord, I praise you. I've opened up the ancient gates. Amen. And there, listen, this is so true. I don't know if we're all getting this, but this is 100%. This is, this is key. I lift my face. I lift my eyes to the hills. I turn my eyes on Jesus, and I start to speak the gratitude and thankfulness. I don't necessarily have to feel it in the moment, but there is a prophetic invitation that the King of glory comes and resides. And this, this psalm specifically is calling him the Lord of hosts, the Lord of the heavenly armies that have eradicated sin and death and destroyed the powers of the, of the dark age. Lord, when I turn my eyes and I lift up praise and thanksgiving, I'm opening up the ancient gates that the king of the heavenly host may come in with me. You cannot help but be strong when the king of glory is inside the gates. See, some of us have bought into this lie. Like, yes, I've fortified my life. I'm in a great safe Safe, safe walls, they're all good. I'm in a stronghold now. Woo! I never have to experience any sort of pain, suffering, any sort of anything hard, and I never lift the gates. I'm just as weak inside my castle if I don't open the gates. I don't need strength unless the gates are open, and I don't get strength unless I lift up the gates. I praise you, Father. I praise you. I thank you, Lord, that the King of glory may come in. I can enter his gates through thanksgiving, through praise, and he enters the ancient gates of my heart through praise and thanksgiving. King David, when, when, when he, before he came king, Saul was, was dead. He, he marched out into battle, and when he came back, all his, his wives, his kids, all of his soldiers' wives, they had been taken and cap captive by the enemy, and his army wanted to kill him. And the Bible simply says this, David strengthened himself in the Lord. What did he do? He just went to the Lord and was like, Lord, what do we do? He didn't start to problem solve. He said, Lord, I look to you. And he strengthened himself. The scripture says Jesus often withdrew to desolate places. He drew to lonely places. To do what? To seek the Lord, to pray. You see, even Jesus needed to be strengthened in the Lord. There is, there, where, where do I go? What do I do? Listen, some of the best, there is something uh, powerful about a place where you're all by yourself. That can be in your living room with nobody around, sitting by the hot, in the hot tub, that's a good place. Go sit by the lake, uh, wherever it is. My office is a desolate place when I go before the Lord because I lock it, I, 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 I shut everyone else out and I'm like, Lord, it's just you and me. This is a desolate place. There's something about our ability to Hear and speak to the Lord in those lonely places. Don't be a person that, that, that insulates your life from lonely places. The Lord speaks to you in those places. That's where the King of Glory wants to come in. If you will turn your eyes on him, if you will be strong in the Lord, you get to choose it. How do I choose it? I thank the Lord. I worship the Lord. I push in and I move forward regardless of what I feel. And I sing praises. I speak praises. Here's what I want to do. Ushers, I need you to help me out. This is going to be an assignment for you. This is, a, this is the month of November, Thanksgiving. There is a profound invitation in Thanksgiving. 
It's easy to say thank you when you feel it at all times. But I've printed out, I have enough of these for everybody. And ushers, go ahead and now and hand these out. I want you all to take one. And Stephanie, if you'll come up. We're going to take two minutes here, and you're going to get started here. Stephanie's going to play the song, Turn Your Eyes on Jesus. This, this sheet simply says, thank you, Jesus, for. And I'll tell you, this sheet has helped me out so many times. If you come to my house, I have them on my, on my cabinets all over the place. Uh, we, whenever I look at it, I'm like, what am I thankful for? And I just write something down. It can be something simple, but the direction of my prayer matters. The direction of my thankfulness matters. So you're going to start this as we sing, and then you're going to take this home, and I want you to stick it somewhere that'll be in your face. And I think you should be able to figure out 13 things pretty quick. Then put another piece of paper and just keep the list going between now and Thanksgiving, the whole month. This is, a, this is our month to be strong and take courage. And it starts with thanksgiving to the Lord. That's, this is the quickest way to turn your eyes on Jesus, the quickest way to turn your eyes into his presence that the King of glory may come in. So if, as we sing this, grab the pen in front of you in the seat. Just start to make this list, and then we'll conclude. This has the power to change your life. Thank you, Jesus, for. It may seem like a simple kindergarten tool. Some of us need simple tools. <laughs> Don't overcomplicate your life with trying to figure everything out. Turn your eyes on Jesus. I don't want you to fill this out when you're feeling it. I want you to fill this out when you're not feeling it. When you're not feeling thankful, turn your eyes on Jesus because you are called. You are called. You are called to enter to the promised land, to lead others into the promised land, to destroy giants, to speak to dry bones, to see them come to life, to see people's lives absolutely transformed. You're called to do things you can't do. You need the strength that only comes when the King, the Lord of the heavenly armies, comes in. And so, Father, I pray your blessing on each one here. 
We thank you that you lead us on to paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Lord, we know that your word is true and we receive your strength. We turn our eyes on Jesus and I pray for anybody here today that's feeling especially discouraged or hopeless. We call on your name, Father. We turn to you and we speak to the bones and we say live in the name of Jesus. So as we walk, we do so head held high, and we choose strength. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Before you leave, look to your neighbor and yell, Shazak! Really loud. Just surprise each other. God bless you. Uh, Join us. We're going to have so much fun this month. Be strong in the Lord. We hope you enjoyed this week's sermon. If you have any questions, prayer requests, or if you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit our website at wnla.church.